Hello and welcome to episode 43 of Gutter to Gutter podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Daniel Bartlett from Speed Street App. Daniel has been working on an app to bring the Australian motorsport community together as a whole for the last two and a half years. Speed Street will give every enthusiast a completely new and refreshing way to look at social media, and I am personally really excited to know it's close to being ready. Daniel is also looking for people to help beta test and would love for our listeners to join in. You can apply for beta testing at speedstreetapp.com. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this episode with Daniel Bartlett. Hello, welcome to another episode of Gutter to Gutter Podcast. I'm Static, and joined with me tonight is Daniel Bartlett from Steep... I can say words, from Speed Street. Daniel, how are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate. That's thanks for having me on. What a perfect intro, eh? <laughs> I um, tried to create an easy name, but yeah, <laughs> it stutters sometimes, it's okay. I don't think I've ever started saying it until right now. Um, <laughs> so let's start off, mate, with you just telling us a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure. I'm uh, approaching the uh, dirty 40s. Yep. Um, I've been uh, a mechanic since I left high school in uh, 2000. So I finished year 12. I decided to be the black sheep of the family, naively at the time. I didn't realise, but uh, I wanted to be a mechanic. I loved cars after finishing year 12 and uh, did my apprenticeship in Sydney. Uh, did it through a few local shops, um, ended up at a dealership, which was always frowned upon back in those days. You didn't want to be a, a dealership mechanic. You wouldn't know much, but ended up working at the local, local Toyota dealership and met a lot of good guys and learned a lot of stuff. Um, from then, um, it eventuated to really getting sick of getting paid of working in a, um, a hot box and getting paid 600 bucks a week to work on cars for 40 hours a week. So yep. I discovered this thing called, uh, Fly and fly at mining and um, drove to WA. I had a probably had a gut full of Sydney at the time, even though it's 10 times worse now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and long story short, that took me basically all over the country domestically uh, mining and a couple of jobs overseas, which was good, good experience. Um, meanwhile, still connecting with the scene, uh, doing fly and fly out. So I would always come back for a break, whether it was a week, two weeks, four weeks. Um, was going to car cruises, car shows. Um, I mean, still today, after what 28 years uh, or 21 years, still got pretty much 90% of mates who love cars, car enthusiasts. Um, not so much more mechanics, but more car enthusiasts um, usually bring their car to me when it's needing something fixed. Um, and That's then always after about, away. Always away. And then, um, you know, after a long stint of, of FIFO and getting where I needed to go. Um, currently working in uh, the Sydney construction scene. So I'm doing that for about five years. Um, again, the constru Sydney construction scene has taken a lot from mining. So it's a lot of guys that I've worked with in mining who I work with now. Um, guys who uh, love skylines, love tyrannas, uh, love rotaries. Uh, it's just every, every industry I've always worked in is always some sort of motorsport enthusiast slash mechanic 
Um, so that's basically my background. Nice. Um, I've I've always found because I've I um I'm a high voltage electrician, so I've done a fair mm -hmm. bit of work around mine sites, and I've always found yep. that they're the guys with the coolest cars. Because they're the guys that are like like y yourself and myself, but they've just got a lot more money. So, That's right. Yeah, they've got so, a lot of money to burn. So they have the really really cool cars. And yeah. I've often, I've spent hours walking around like a mine car park, just looking at the different cars that people own it. And just the, yeah. the, the, um, like the obscure kind of cars they're into as well. It's, it's actually mm. amazing. And some, sometimes it's an, it's a car show in itself. Yeah. Well, they don't call them cashed up bogans for no reason. Yeah. So, you know, that's why if you ever go to Perth, that's probably still prominent now. I've been to Perth for a long time. Thank God. But, um, you go into Perth on your week off and it's just nothing but you know, VF GDSs, Skylines. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of cool old school Commodores in Perth. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cool um, Holden scene in Perth. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's basically, you know, it's, it's kind of like the Bogan version of Dubai, I suppose. I don't know if out there to say that, but it's, it, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's guys getting out and they've got the, the typical mining um goatee and yep. the shaved head and the tats and they're getting out of this brand new you know 2015 2016 2017 vf gds and yep. it's, yeah you're right man that's that's how it is absolutely all right let's um let's talk about speed street and how i just okay. got the name right um what <laughs> what what is speed street let's give it to me what is it so i'll, I'll tap into our previous conversation as well yep and i'll give you the introduction so Speed Street is your one-stop shop online for getting a motorsport fix. So currently you can go on Facebook, obviously you can go on Instagram, YouTube, Google, but there's no central platform in which you can go on and get your motorsport fix all in one app. So this is what Speed Street does. So it gives you your generic modules of marketplace, social feed, events, and there's other options of uh, modules which we'll go into, but that's the basic rundown that it's in English, Facebook and Instagram for motorsport. Yep. And the whole purpose of it, if you've ever created a business, you really have to have two points to create a business. You need your personal motive and your financial motive. Obviously, a financial motive is to make money and mine is to uh, substitute my nine to five. So this will be a business that takes me out of getting slaughtered in tax. But the, the personal reason was I've felt for a long time that the, the motorsport community in this country is very segregated. Um, even going to a local car show, I experienced it on the Northern Beaches a few weeks ago. About 30 or 40 cars there, but there was the older Greek guys with their Tiranas and the VKs, and there was the younger crew with their Rices, and there was the other baby boomers with their hot rods and their, you know, XB coupes. And it's, it just really painted the picture and proved to me that the, for some reason, for some reasons, the motorsport industry is very segregated. Yep. And I feel that providing some sort of platform where people can come in and get their fix online and get their drawn out sense of, sense of well-being like they do on Facebook when they get a like, that hopefully bring the community back together a bit. Um, yes, you're always going to get the dickheads like Facebook and the keyboard warriors, but at least you can come onto a platform where you can enjoy motorsport and you don't have to look at your neighbour's next door, next door neighbour's dinner or if your sister had a kid last week, she's posting a hundred kids of every leg and arm movement, then you don't have to keep scrolling through that. Yes, you can get your motorsport fix through Facebook and Instagram, but there's a lot of key features here which will make you feel at home and be able to interact with other users who are only motorsport enthusiasts. So that's the entire premise of it is getting your, your motorsport fix online on a platform that's dedicated to you. 
just a motorsport. I, I love that. I love that. You, you know, been working you, on that pitch for a while. I was, I was gonna. I was actually gonna ask how how many times you've rehearsed that because it's it's it started off. I'm like, oh times. oh, this this is not the first time this has been said. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. So where that taps into our previous conversation, that's really where this started for me. Where yep. I was sitting in Perth Airport, and I remember the time looking at this, I can't remember this, Ryan, someone is a very young and famous, well-paid skater in California. He drives around Ferraris, the women hanging off him left, right, center, multimillionaire. But I thought, if someone could do that, why can't I do that? Why can't I create something that generates massive attention, hopefully a massive income? And that stemmed from being on mine sites. And every time you walk into the crib room, lunchroom, as they call it, all yeah. you'd hear is drift, drag, burnouts this is what occupied the entire lunchroom of every mine site yeah. and i and i i majority did field service so i had a you i would go from site to site where the labor was needed and it didn't matter it was bhp rio uh fmg wherever you went there was always someone that annoying person in the lunchroom it had their phone cranked when everyone's trying to eat silently and it was a burnout it was summon ads it was drifting it was drag and i thought surely there must be something where people can go and enjoy this online without using Facebook and Instagram. Because on the flip side of that, all you've ever heard for the past five, six years of F Facebook, it's, it's this, I hate Facebook, can't stand it. I've got yep. it's annoying. So I thought there can't be this, um, this black and white context between the two. Surely there has to be a central platform. So that's where I came up with the idea. Awesome. Uh, and that was about two and two and a half years ago now of coming up with a concept, um, going to design having uh, a beta version which i'm going through now of getting yep. uh testers to come in and give me some feedback of what they think um and this is two and a half years of <laughs> i started at power cruise two and a half years ago of going around with a clipboard and an a4 sheet of paper with these 20 questions and trying to divide people and getting away from looking at, at tits and tires and burnouts and say hey can you answer these questions for me yep and I, I did get, I got about 30 or 40% people to actually look away for 60 seconds and look at some questions. I've, I've been in the exact same position a long time ago. Um, I started a Facebook page called Aussie F trucks. I, um, yep. I, I love, um, like love the old F trucks. I had a 78, uh, F100 myself. Um, unfortunately I did way too much to that and made it way too custom and it never saw the road again. And much like the, much like the Datsun I was telling you about, <laughs> um, just too far. The snowball rolled way too far with that. I did too much and it was just gone. Um, mm. but I always wanted to, I've always wanted to, to write. Um, and that was a perfect way to sort of do it for myself. But I had the issue where you're going to these shows and you're trying to approach someone that owns one of these cars or, the, or one of these trucks mm. and pull them away from what they're doing at the show to answer questions with you. Mm. And it's, it's not easy. So if you've, if, you've, if you've done that to then build an app off it, kudos. My, my hat's off to you. It's, it's near impossible to, to get someone away from stuff. Um, yeah, thanks, Ben. I, I appreciate the, the, the good feedback. And... It's like work. most things I do in my life, I just chuck myself straight in the deep end and go, oh, I'll just go and do it. And if it fails, it fails. But at least I know I'm not, you know, beating around the bush, so to speak. So, yep. yeah, that was, you know, I remember getting out of the car show for the first time once I went digital and had uh, sort of a, uh, a prototype on my app, which I could show someone something tangible and digital instead of an A4 clipboard and a couple of dreams on a piece of paper. Yep. And, you know, 
having having you know what type of personality you are will dictate how nervous you are when you get out of your car and you start walking up to people and you you know you're handshaking like oh is he gonna like it is he gonna sign up but you know once i got over those jitters of the first couple of car shows and it's quite easy to approach people especially if you're talking about uh, a subject and a, a genre that's um the exact same reasons why they're there they're that's right yeah if it's very relevant and- yeah if it's very relevant to what they're doing mm-hmm. the reason they're there they're- I've, I've found that myself. People are pretty receptive to just talk about it. They don't need to know you. That's one thing that I've really struggled with. Look, I've, mm. I've been, um, like I have massive social anxiety. <laughs> I don't meet new people well. So going to those mm. sorts of things and chatting to people I don't know is, is huge for mm. me. And it's one of those things, it's part of the reason I've done this actually, as mm. far as the podcast goes, is to meet new people and make, make myself get out there and talk to people. So That's good, man. Good. Yeah. Um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, just on that. So, um, yeah, going out to meet people. Um, yeah, it was very hard the first couple of times. Um, I was going to say something about social anxiety. Anyway, it's left me. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> got, obviously getting Sorry. easier. It's getting it. No, it's all right. It's getting easier and easier. I mean, yep. even doing this now, I've got some sort of jitters. So, yeah. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. So, just a bit of tip. So, I haven't been to Anthony Robbins shows or you know anything like that and done something major or expensive to try and improve my social demeanor or, or skills but you know taking little snippets from the internet and from other people about you know how to get people's attention respect really quickly and you know by providing a couple of comments at the start of the conversation and sure as shit it actually works so you know you approach people and say hey man nice car and or hey cheap like nice car yeah um, and people become really uh, receptive and that's you know the start of the conversation i had a quick 30 second pitch there about what speed street's about and that's what how much i had to refine it really quickly because so, yeah if i was if i was talking this long and people be looking at me and you see the eyes start to, <laughs> the start to glaze over this dude gonna finish like i just want to go and look at the super over there yeah so it's quick bang 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 30 seconds this is speed street these are the modules if you like it do you like it would you use it yeah i'd probably use it okay sign up here yeah nice nice so you said you've been working on it for about two and a half years yeah, so that's about just in the background, just generating interest with going to car shows whenever I can, um, getting people to sign up, um, meeting uh, like marketing people, um, people in positions of management in local Australian business like DBA breaks. Um, uh, yeah, super cheap auto. Um, you know, a lot of, not a lot of us, a fair few of prominent Australian um, parts supplier in the yep. scene. Not, not necessarily like, you know, um, you know well-known performance parts, but just general automotive brands that would be interested in uh, potentially advertising on this platform. Yep. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's starting to create a lot of doors. And the only frustrating thing that I've had with this so far is people that I work with or, you know, friends and family go, is it running yet? I'm like, have you ever built an app? Like, it's, it takes time, like, going out and generating, like, like every business, like gutter to gutter. I mean, yep gave me a pretty quick uh, rundown of what this is beforehand. I'm sure it didn't happen in a week's time. So no, it was, it was a long uh, time coming actually yeah, before we started. And, and like I mentioned, um, I guess to sort of toot, toot our own horn, we're a year old tomorrow. So. Oh, congrats. I, um, I haven't planned anything for its first birthday at all. So. Well, this so, is yeah. Saturday night. You've got an excuse. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so, Two and a half years. Um, 
I had a question I was going to, and I've, I've railroaded myself here. How has it evolved over the course of the project? Is it did it is is it today what you sort of envi envisaged when you first started, or is it has it moved on a bit from that? Yeah, it's moved on massively from you know uh, I'm 38 now. I was 38 this week, so you know 36, 35. Sorry, 37, 36. 35, 36 year old, you know, naively believing that I could just go and create an app in six months, compete with the worst competition any man could ever pick, Facebook, yeah, Facebook yeah, group. Yeah, good job. Yeah. And then thinking, oh yeah, I'll create this app in six months. I'll throw 50K at it. It'll be in the app store, fully functioning, fully working with no bugs. And I'll have 100,000 users and all these people like super cheap auto and um, Kmart tire and auto and I don't know, whoever, so like Matooks Racing or, you know, anyone in the motorsport scene to go, yeah, here's my money. Please let me advertise on your, yep. on your platform. So once I was really heavily grounded by how much work I had to do to get this thing at least like 5% off the ground, it just really, it, it sat me down and I thought, okay, well, I've read a few books and I've done a few podcasts how a business is the hardest thing you'll ever do in your entire life is the hardest thing you'll ever make. And especially, well, not especially, but very popularly talked about in, in Australia is setting up a small business and the failure rate is, you know, 90% plus. Yeah, so right. The startup, the startup for a successful uh, business in this country, whether it's a super store or a, a, motor, a social media app, is, is the failure rate is very high. <clears throat> so once I got some grounding of where I was going to go, it really did change my direction. and. Like I said, I've read a lot of books on how to start a business. My very first um, audio book was How to Build a Million Dollar App. And it was by a multimillionaire who had done a lot of uh, successful startups in the tech scene in the US. So he was very fit to write How to Start a Million Dollar App. Or, sorry, How to Start a Billion Dollar App. And he was a multimillionaire. Yep. So I read things like that. And it, it, over, the, over the course of those two and a half years, it actually ironically takes you a little bit backwards by realizing how much work you have to do. Um, and I, I went to a, a business show in Stark City uh, a couple of years ago and, and they always touch on the, the failure statistical rate of how small businesses and startups go in this country. And it's always, if you were successful of the 4% that ever made it, it will take you seven to 10 years to become successful. And I was like, Pfft. I've got this massive multi-million dollar motorsport market here. I see this market opportunity. Like I said before, if this guy, the skater in California can create this product and he's 18, why can't I do it with the same human, same brain, same capacity? Surely I can do it. So long story short, I, you know, this, this naivety and this ignorance has been really drummed out of me by meeting a lot of people and them drumming it out of me who've got, you know, tenfold experience in, in technology, in business startup and just business learning. <clears throat> so where does that leave the business after two and a half years? And it's not just a speed street app. It's, it's my business. It's the, my business is the business speed street. It's kind of like the housewarming party and my business is, is yep. the house. So um, it's a, that I've always stuck with that analogy and it's a good thing to tell people who have no idea about uh, starting up a business or creating a business. Um, but it's come a long way in two and a half years. So <laughs> where I ignorantly started thinking that I would just get this done in six months and be not necessarily a multi-millionaire, but maybe substituting my nine to five, which is my ultimate goal. Yep. Um, 
I, I don't feel any worse two and a half years down the track that it still isn't in the app store because I still have a long way to go. Um, talking with a developer who I was very fortunate to meet, has a lot of experience. Uh, he worked at IBM for 20 years, uh, had obviously got sick of that, decided to go into app building. He's created his own uh, app called uh, All Wardens, free shout outs, uh, uh, a fire management app for businesses, All Wardens. So he's, uh, he's very good. Um, give me a lot of free time, um, a lot of free products to get this thing boosted because he believes in it. Um, so yeah, hopefully that answers the question. That's, that's where it's coming in two and a half years. It's, um, if, I, if I had said to myself two and a half years ago that it still wasn't going to be off the ground, I probably would have got punched in the head by myself and sucked <laughs> in the face. Because <clears throat> you know, the, the ignorant Dan would have said, are you serious? Like you've got all this platter in front of you. How can you not make a takeoff in six months? But doing a lot of business learning about how to build a business i realize now that's why a lot of well 90 percent, 95 percent of businesses fails and startups fail because it's the amount of work as you probably know for gutta to gutta is just overwhelming for some for a lot of people and they just give up because it just it completely engrosses your life and you you know you lose friends and you miss quality time with the kids and your family for the end goal sacrifice of hopefully it making it meet and you win one of those, you are one of those 4%, seven to 10 years, statistically speaking, that make it. And you can either A, be a millionaire, or you can substitute your nine to five income for what your app's doing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's where it's at. Um, still got a lot of work to go. Hopefully, this will be out in the app store in you know, around about six months' time, if not definitely 2021. Yep. Um, so, hopefully, I haven't lost any traction or ground with people that I've already signed up and told them it would be out last year. I <laughs> still, uh, still sick of Facebook, still sick of Instagram, had a gut full of trying to find the local car events on Google. Yep. Um, hopefully, you know, a bit, a bit of a late card will still regenerate their interest into not getting off Facebook, still use your Facebook for your social means. But if you want to use your time wisely for finding most sport events, getting your most sport fix online and use a dedicated platform. Yep. I, I remember way back when we first started talking, um, I don't remember what exactly the post was about, but it was it was actually a, a post on Facebook. Um, and I, I remember making a comment. I think you might have commented on it previously, but I remember making a comment. Imagine if you could just get all of this stuff in the one place. And, and what I meant, what I was talking about was, you know, like the one thing I can never find is someone's event all in the one place. You know what I mean? Like someone's complete yeah. complete yearly calendar or whatever how cool would that be to see it all in one place and you've come straight up and gone well just so it happens i'm working on something <laughs> and we started talking from there um so it was really cool like it was almost like it was just a spitball question for me at the time but it was answered almost instantly you know what i mean so i guess a question off off of that is um let's let's i'll throw some hypotheticals at you if i wanted sure. to say i'm a club president or committee member um and i've got a, a club page how would i set that up what's what's the um what's the sort of criteria there is is it open for for that sort of thing to set up have i got to apply to somebody or the app or what's what's the go with that I don't have a hundred percent of details yet because as I said, the full version isn't out yet. So we yep. haven't technically worked on the front end works and the back end works of an app to get that down to the nitty gritty, but yep. I can answer that in broad terms. So speed street won't have a profile 
as what you're used to. Well, they have a yep. thing called a garage um, and it'll have a thing called groups. So you can create a garage, which is you know really drawing out the sense of well-being for any more, most people enthusiasts. You have um, Heath's garage and you've uploaded all your cars and people can follow you and comment or if they can, maybe they can comment. We haven't got that far, but the, the basic gist is that you can create a, a, a garage or a group and people can follow you. So you could create a group saying the F truck group of Western Sydney. Yep. And then you can choose to have that public or private. Um, so obviously you don't want, obviously it's going to be people trying to put spam on there. You can't stop it. Google can't stop it. There's always going to be spam. So that's why you'd probably link it as private. Yep. You could then post that in events and link that to events of Heath's F truck group is having a cruise in Penrith on uh, Friday night, 23rd of April at eight o'clock. Yep. Um, it, it would then be linked in Google Maps. So like Google Maps, you'd have black pins. Well, I envision would have black pins that may change, but click on the black pin and only those who you want notified would be notified. Yeah, right. Does that answer the question? Yeah, yep. So events can be uh, public. So I'm looking on the uh, prototype on my phone now. So it'll just be a scroll feed, a generic scroll feed of events, but then you can categorize it by uh, a time, a date, maybe by groups if you're, LinkedIn with 30 groups. One of them is F Truck Group at Penrith. You could click on that and see what they're doing. Or yep. you could just, again, generically click the pin and go through Google Maps and just scroll all the way through Sydney and see where the black pins are. And obviously, if it's a private group, that black pin won't come up unless you're part of that group. Right. That's actually that's actually that's, that's actually a really cool feature. I um, yeah. I've I've had a look through it myself, and I'm fortunate enough through speaking to you to have been able to have a look at it and I hadn't found that. Is that something that I've just completely overlooked and missed or? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's going through this beta version now. So I'm, I'm going through round two of beta version testing with the test group. Yep. Um, and a lot of people, oh, sorry, a few people have said it's a bit cluttered. Um, you get all sort of mixed feedback when you're creating a new product, whether yep. it's, you know, uh, BMW putting, the new three series through a beta testing group of what do you think the car take it for a drive oh, i don't like handling i don't like suspension blah 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 but creating an app um people have to go through it for the first time usually with the the sydney lifestyle of a fast pace don't really have time to wipe my ass or take a beer but yeah i'll have a quick look at oh yeah yeah it looks pretty good and these this this and this so i do have a few comments it's a bit cluttered so that's my maybe why you've missed it yep um but yeah, that's that's the, the the great function of events and events is probably the most popular feature of this app. So when I'm doing my quick 30 second pitch and even in 15 seconds in and their eyes start wondering like, when's this guy gonna start talking? I don't really wanna do this. And I click events and I show them events and then a focus comes right snap bang, like a gunshot straight back to me, their eyes open. And, and that's really exciting because I've got people's undivided attention 110%. Yeah. Yep when they're losing interest and they they hear this word called events and they snap around and and see that they can find any motorsport event nationwide at the moment with a long-term goal of being international on a dedicated app it's linked in with google maps and i can just click and browse through or i can scroll through the events or i can um, categorize it so i can go and find if i just want to go to um, sydney motorsport park on a friday night and find drift events i can just put in drift and it'll just come up on the scroll feed of events. Um, so hopefully that answers the question with events and being public and private. It's not just going to be, oh, here's an events page. Anyone can go in. Oh, yeah, Heath's F-Truck yep. F -truck group is having a cruise on Penrith. I'll just go and gate crash that with you know, yep. 10 
S13 Silvia's. It's, it's yep. not going to be like that. I guess. I guess when I when I sort of wrote that question down, and, and especially when I asked it, I'm still mm. stuck in that Facebook frame of mind. Mm. So I've asked it thinking that it's going to be a Facebook, but that sounds completely different. And you know, and I guess anyone sort of um, looking looking to try and I guess even emulate or, or make a social media app. It's it's kind of the, the I guess this almost a standard now, and and that's immediately immediately where my mind went. So that was completely wrong, <laughs> which is fine. But no, that's it's, that's it's, um it's not wrong at all, man. No, no, it's yeah. wrong at all. So like I said previously, I couldn't have picked two worst competitors to compete with: yep. Facebook group, Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Uh, Multi-billion-dollar uh, uh, worldwide company. That's well, not their American company, but reached worldwide. So I couldn't have asked for a worse competitor, but. The thing with Facebook and the thing with, with the motorsport, I haven't really delved into it in overseas much, but I can say for a solid fact in Australia, people are very stuck in their comfort zone. Absolutely. And that's because, yeah. not because you're weak-minded or not because you know you don't give a shit, it's because Facebook and Instagram, the only two things you can use aside from Google, and there are a couple of other motorsport apps, but they're, they're, they're pretty crap, we'll get into that. Um, they're the only two things you can use. So when you when you go in and I ask people at a car show, I'm trying to get people and draw them away from their comfort zone of Facebook. And it's like, how dare you? Like, this is, you know, yeah. like a lot of people are very precious over Facebook. Like, don't you dare comment, you know, on my posts. It's, you know, my other friends could see that and how dare you. And they take, take Facebook way too seriously because at the end of the day, it's just a website and that's how powerful Facebook is that a lot of people in the world uh, are not grounded to that anymore. They see that as their, their, personal niche their personal space and yep. it's very hard to draw people away from that at car shows because that's all they know and you're trying to introduce something new to them and even just with a human species humans hate change they hate something yep. new so that's the battle with this is trying to get people not, like i said before not off facebook and that's the mentality i had beforehand as someone very smart if they're listening to this would know that they said this to me and they said that you don't want to get people off facebook completely you just want to get them off Facebook for their motorsport fix. Yep. And pe people are very happy to use, obviously, 20 or 100 apps on their phone. They're like scrolling through it. They're like the variety. They're like being able to growing a third thumb eventually over time and be able to click three <laughs> apps at once. <clears throat> so it, it's, it's not wrong in thinking that at all about Facebook and, and thinking that this is going to be like Facebook because that's, that's all people yeah, know. And that's, that's why right. we need something different. And that's why motorsport enthusiasts need a dedicated platform because if you're a, oh, just generic terms generic uh other uh recreation so if you're a surfer um, a windsurfer a baker a gardener i'm sure there is something in the app store or the play store where you can go on and hang out with other windsurfers with other surfers with other gardeners and share like-minded experience but there is nothing for the australian motorsport scene to do this yep um so going a bit off topic that's why i've created this but again with events if I lose track of people and, and attention span within a 30 second pitch standing next to their car, then as soon as events comes along, you can see the little sparkle come up and their eyebrows and their attention come back around to my phone that I'm holding. Yep. Um, so that's probably the most, the, the most uh, popular feature at the moment. I mean, yeah, for me, for me, it's perfect because, you know, like I'm trying to get out and talk to people in all forms of motorsport. Now, all the listeners will know how mini truck and drift centric this this podcast has been that's not by design it's not by intention um, mm -hmm. like i told you earlier i came up in the mini truck scene very early in sydney um so it's all, like all of my friends 
have come through there and a lot of them now are quite successful in their their businesses but it's all come through that so it's not by like i said it's not by design or or intention that we've been extremely mini truck centric it's just Mm. that's where i know a lot of people so it's been very easy to get them and it's been a really good way to sort of break into this while still in my comfort zone but getting out of it um and as well with the drift stuff drift is what i'm sort of getting into now as a middle-aged man i don't don't ask me what's going on with that i don't know i can't <laughs> answer but um it's something i've always wanted to do like i've been trying to do something drift wise for the last 20 years so um yeah it's they're two things that i'm, I'm quite passionate about but i love all motorsport in general you know whether it be rally drag drift whatever it might be um if it's got a motor and wheels, I'm into it. Um, so, yeah, the the fact that you can find these events and I can literally just sort of, like from what I've seen, I can scroll through and there's a whole section dedicated to rally and I can go look at rally events and go, right, this is where they are. Because I can tell you right now, I've not found rally events near me. Now, that's not mm-hmm. to say there isn't any. I just don't look well enough. And if they're right there, I can just go, bang, rally, what's on this weekend? Got something, let's go. I can go and talk to people then, generate interest with, like yourself, you know what I mean, uh, about the podcast, see if anybody's keen to talk to me, and go from there. Yeah, we should do something. We should, uh, we should meet up and do something with the drift scene because I'm keen to go and talk to more drifters. And they're a funny Absolutely. bunch. They are. They're a very yeah. funny bunch. They're very particular. And uh, if you don't... Uh, you know, meet their criteria within the first 30 seconds. Like when I'm pitching my app, you generally get the nail in the coffin. What I've, what I I've noticed, what it is with drifters, what I've noticed yeah, with they're... them is they're always, always very busy. They're always on. They yeah, want to yeah, spend as 100%. much time out on that track as possible. And yeah. anything that isn't getting them towards that mm. doesn't matter. And until, group. And, until they're packed up and finished for the day. <laughs> so it's it's not yeah, it's it's not to their detriment. It's just no. that's that's what they are. They've paid a lot. They've paid you know a fair bit of money to be there, and they want to get as while their cars running as well <laughs> while their cars running. They've paid to be there. They want to get as much track time as they can, and that's that's all it is. It's not yeah. You know, they they've probably probably in motorsport they're probably they they are a weird bunch. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's there's a there's a like really really varying uh, group of characters, but. They're all very welcoming. Is there, when, is there when they've got the time to, to give you. The drift scene, is there sorry? Is there something? Uh, and is, is there an event going in the drift scene? Okay, let's just talk in Sydney. So, is there a Sydney drift event most weeks? That you know, um, there will be. I want to. People will correct me here. There's generally one to two things at least every month. There's there's okay. a, a wet pan day. Uh, that's hosted by the Australian Drift Club tomorrow mm-hmm. at yep. um, Sydney Motorsport Park. That's just on the on the wet pan. Um, I have their their whole calendar. I don't have it on me right now, but um, their calendar for the year I have. Um, now they pretty much vary uh, between the wet pan and the figure eight, but they will yep. also host nights where they do South Circuit and North Circuit. Yeah. Um, I believe like High Tech Drift also do similar things and driving sports also um do much the same so there is between those three there's generally a fair bit on most months so 
Okay, I guess what I was going with, if, if there wasn't a drift event, say, every week or every fortnight in Sydney, then guys spending a lot of their hard-earned money on drift cars, and drift cars are expensive because a lot of parts break every time, then I suppose if I had something in the garage that I wanted to take out and there wasn't something of high frequency to go to, then I would want to be getting as much track time as I could. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, so, yeah i agree with you man. Yeah. yeah so that's that's sydney itself when you look at some of the people that come to to sydney motorsport park you know we've spoken to guys uh like the guys from team blast they come up from canberra um you know you get guys that that travel even further to, to come to these days especially when they do like the north and south circuits because they're like mm-hmm. really fast they're they're the proper drift sort of days um the rest is practice-ish. Um, so when you go have those days, the guys that come to them come far and wide. So they're the ones that really, really, really value their time on the track. Okay. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, I'd like to. I'd really like to get out some drifting. I do like drift anyway. I've never owned a drift car. I've been yep. in a couple of drift cars, and it was just a massive amount of fun. Yeah. Um, whether you're, you know, either the SR20 fan or you're the LS fiend that is come in in recent years and become the underdog the black sheep i don't care what's under the bonnet just all that being there and experiencing it in sideways on the same i was i was going to give you like a little little jab earlier about your fj but (laughs) when when it comes to it i truly don't care you know that the you know the the the, um the saga of the the fj versus srs but when it comes down to it i really don't care as long as it makes really noise makes makes a lot of noise um and goes fast enough to do something stupid in i'm about it so yeah 100 that's what it's all about man yep all right we kind of went off topic there but that's all right well um i'll definitely i'll i'll once we're done i'll, I'll give you some um some of the details i've got for the for the drift stuff and you can sure. yeah we can yeah. meet up out there i can try and introduce you to a few guys who'd be happy to talk to you um then we yeah, yeah i need to make time to do this so yep. yeah we'll organize it for sure yeah cool um, so getting back to it, so it's just been yourself um, develop or trying to work on this app. You said you said you're you're also working with a developer. How's what's what what's the correlation or the the relationship between the two of you? What's how does that work? Uh, so he came about um, through a mutual friend who um, is also uh, a motorsport nut. Um, so the relationship between myself and James, the developer came through the mutual friend and like I said, he worked at IBM for 20 years. Um, had He was sick of it for reasons I've forgotten now, but he decided to go and start his own um, you know, IT business, small startup. But he's got a fair few clients with him now. Um, created his uh, fire management app for major scale businesses. Um, very fortunate to work with him because he's a very, very switched on guy from the way he presents himself the way he talks, his, um, his intuition, his, his, his verbal technical knowledge of every time I have a phone call with him just never ceases to amaze me. He's a very, very switched on guy. And why I say I'm fortunate, because if you ever decide to go and create your own app, you'll realise that if you, have, if you go and buy a house and you get ripped off, it's really pocket change to what guys get ripped off in the app industry. Yeah. I mean, if you have a dodgy Indian developer, all your stuff goes overseas, you haven't signed the contract correctly, even though it doesn't really mean anything anyway, you go and try and take litigation in India, it's gonna 
make you pull your hair out and go bold. So I was very fortunate to have someone solid in that background. Um, he does use, he has a good relationship with his external stakeholder in, in India anyway. So I'm very fortunate to not be one of those guys who ends up with this yeah, $100,000 app that is absolutely disgustingly horrendous. And yep. it's the more I dig into this scene and the more podcasts I read and the more books I read and the more people I talk to, it is actually a very, very common uh, end result, unfortunately, for a lot of people ending up with um, uh, a very poorly designed, poorly executed and poorly running, if running at all, app for whatever you wanted to use it for. Um, and now left with this 100K bill that they've already spent and yep. the developers are nowhere to be seen. So I was very, very fortunate to meet James. And like I said, at the start of the conversation, he's, he graciously said to me in a nutshell, look, I'll give you the prototype at basically cost if you let me build the full version. And I, you know, I've only known him for a couple of months at that stage. I said, yeah, no problem straight away. I mean, where do I sign? Well, that's good. Um, that, that obviously that means he sees something in it that's, that's worthwhile. Yeah. So that's really good. Um, so yes, that was, that was very fortunate to have this ongoing relationship with James. Um, he's got a um, he's got a farm up just past Central Coast. Went out there a couple of weekends ago and uh, had a few beers and shooting and archery and 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 slingshots out in his property. So it was a bit of uh, bonding time and talking about the app and you know where it's going to go over twelve or fifteen beers. Yeah. Um, so definitely think it's got legs for this to take off. Um, I still do. That's why I'm still doing it two and a half years down the track. The, the fires never really died off. Um, otherwise I wouldn't keep spending and all this money and paying James's invoices. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just, there's a, there's a, a fine line, which you have to uh, publish and, and execute an, an app correctly to the market. And he has got a, a vast amount of experience with doing that. And the people in the community, the network he's involved with is, um, exceptional at doing it as well. So got all the pointers there ready behind me for this thing to go. Um, we just need to generate a lot of interest, just like anything in life. Yep. Business you want to start up. Um, so he's helping me a lot in doing that. And uh, he's graciously knocked off a lot of invoices for his time. I'm still charging it, you know, the, the generic app building rate of, you know, hundred dollars plus an hour. Um, to help me do this. So um, that's what answered the question of where I'm at with him at this stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're just about out of time, aren't we? Yeah, we're looking, was it 8.30 you had to finish up or? Oh, I'll go for another 10 minutes. So I'm going right, to sweet. give the listeners a few more details about it and where to go and where to sign up. Yeah, that's that's so kind of where, where, where I was going if, if we had to sort of end it up quick. Um, so, where do you start when you're trying to build an app? Like step one, what what's step one? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I personally, if I was to if if you were to say, hey, I need you to build me an app, I would never know where to start. What's what's step one? I think yeah, now in in, in that uh, that fantastic life thing called hindsight. Yep. If I had to look back now, I would say to people that building an app is building a business. And don't cross-reference and don't cross over the two things ever, not even once. So you have to learn to build a business, build your reputation, build yourself. And also about building businesses, self-growth as well. So it's like we spoke about with having um, 
social anxiety. Yep. I mean, I, I probably didn't even realize I had that at the time at my first car show, like getting out and having the shakes and trying to approach people, whether, you know, whether as, whereas other people would just get out and bang, just be, you know, uh, a great presenter straight away, straight off the bat, the first person they met at the first car show I'd date yep. So I would say to people that building a business is about, no, sorry, building an app is about building a business. It's about self-growth learning about yourself what you can and can't push yourself on yep um and then learning to build a business and execute it correctly and your app will follow i think well not necessarily the app but your product will follow after that if you learn all the key values of building uh a startup and a small business in this country cool so that would be my advice for day dot of building an app is learn to and do some research and educate yourself on building a business because that's what it's all about awesome awesome um, so you said you're probably about six months off being released. Yeah. So I spoke <laughs> to James, the developer this week, and he gave me the horrendous bill of what this is going to cost me. Yeah. Uh, the forecast is projected cost, a six figure cost, um, which is actually in, like I said, in, uh, in app speak and the industry speak is very cheap. Yeah. And I know Nike and Facebook have billions, oh, sorry, millions of dollars a month to spend on R and D on, improving facebook of you know if they were to build a second messenger app they would just give the r&d team millions of dollars but in in perspective 100 grand is still reasonably cheap for a fully functioning app working in the app store tomorrow with you know a team that's sitting there in a dark room with servers uh, monitoring activity um finding out bugs it's um yeah it's it's six months down the track is going to be even still a long time of learning yeah. and trying to fast fast track myself to to get this thing into the app store and the play store awesome uh, um you mentioned earlier uh you know and like i said uh you've been beta testing mm. are you looking for more people to give feedback at all or do you have enough yeah, that's a great question, actually. So um, I was actually thinking spontaneously there about half an hour ago. I thought I'll say to Heath, if the listeners would like to be part of the beta testing exactly team. That's exactly where I'm going, yep. Oh, great. So I'll get in contact with you or at the end of this, I'll uh, give the listeners the, the website address or my email address and yep. they can get a, get on board. And if you, it's not going to cost you anything. Um, I was actually thinking about doing um, a physical beta test where I get people, probably not at my house, but in a, I don't know, somewhere physical just and give them and be able to text them the uh, beta version, get it on their phone and say, okay, uh, go, uh, go and find events on that uh, Penrith tonight yep. and see if they can do it. Or, you know, go and create a garage of and call it Heath's F trucks and see if you can do it and watch all the stumbles that they go through. Yep. And that's really, really critical of building an app. You need to know where people are stumbling. Yep. And absolutely. just think, and if you just think naively, like I did two and a half years ago, that you can put an app in <laughs> and people are going to work it out, then it's not going to work for you. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, hundred percent. If people want to be in, uh, involved with it, um, I'm sure I could work out some merchandise as some payment. Um, I'll, I'll be much appreciated. And even if you obviously be doing me a massive favor by being part of this group and the more people I can get on to correct the things that people don't like, you're doing everyone, you're doing yourself a favor as well, by um, you know, unsegregating the motorsport community and bringing back together, as I said at the start, which is my personal reason behind doing this and, you know, being able to use a, a platform which, you know, which will be out in six months and you'll be able to enjoy it and, and get your true motorsport fix online and you'll be able to say, I, I was 
part enabled to be a, a part of that and get it on board and get everyone in the community involved. So yeah, that'd be much appreciated if you could be part of the beta team. Awesome. Awesome. That's yeah, that was exactly where I was going with it. So um, I guess we'll, we'll start to wrap it up. Let everybody know where they can find it or where they can find you, contact you and, um, and get their hands on it, I guess. So if you want to if you want to check out the website, there's a website at the moment which will basically tell you everything in a nutshell of what we just rambled on for the past 45 minutes. So the yep. app is speedstreetapp.com. So you can go on that, you go and check it out. There's a little video intro and it'll give you a, a description of all the modules. So it'll tell you what social's about, what market's about, what events is about, um, and give you a rundown of why this is the app for you being a motorsport enthusiast. Go on to uh, speedstreetapp.com and scroll all the way down the bottom, which a lot of people have missed. Don't forget to scroll all the way down the bottom and there will be a sign-up link there. So enter your email address and you will be part of the email list that will get an email when this is in the App Store or the Play Store saying, hey, Speed Street is ready to download. Awesome. So that's exactly where you get all the information that you could possibly need for the app. That's amazing. Yeah, it um, turns into one big spreadsheet and I'd see what people what uh, categories people like, what features people want to see the most, uh, what their email address is, what country they're from. Yep. Um, uh, the Google goes into a spreadsheet and I'm able to correlate that data and, and make this thing a bit better every month. Awesome. So that's speedstreetapp.com. Not .au, just speedstreetapp.com. And if you want to contact me about the beta testing, you can contact yourself or it's support at speedstreetapp.com. Perfect. I'll um I'll put those links in the show notes. So anybody while you're listening along, scroll through the show notes. They'll be in there. All you got to do is click it. Perfect. Awesome, man. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, is seeing to the guys at work is a very well for me anyway a very unorthodox way of, of promoting this app. I mean, past two years have been to car shows. I've been onto Vista Print and had a few different designs of business cards made. Yep. Um, promoted to friends and family. Had a beta test message everyone to the point of where i'm being unfriended on facebook to be part of the beta team and say hey please just just give me some feedback just something yeah. so to be part yeah. of a podcast and i said if you guys at work oh what are you doing tonight i'm oh, being on on his podcast to promote speech oh wow i said yeah bloody oath wow that's it's great to be a bit of an, an orthodox way to uh promote this in the community and um yeah and like we said at the start as long as we know that and the community knows that I'm a mechanic, I'm a motorsport enthusiast. Yeah. Um, and just chucking on it quickly. That's why I said a couple of motorsport apps in the store are crap because the first time I downloaded them and went to events, it was one of them in specific. I won't say any names, maybe for legal reasons, but as soon as I downloaded that went to events, what did I see? A map of California. So I knew that it was maybe, um, you know, two boffins from Silicon Valley or two guys from India, whatever. Yep. It wasn't dedicated to the Australian motorsport scene. And that's why this will work. And that's why a lot of people will use this because it's being developed by someone who has been in the scene for 20 years, who speaks the jargon, knows the jargon, goes out and lives and breeds motorsport. And that's why, for example, you'd like events because I catered events to something that I would like and what I thought, fingers crossed, which I hope most people will now is something that they can relate to as well as I did. Yep. It's it's something I often think if if, it matters to someone as simple as myself. It's got to matter to a whole bunch more people. So it's perfect. I can't, I can't oh, so wait. Just, go, yeah, go, go so for it. Just, just, just lastly, so the key factor, which we haven't touched on, the app will be free to download. How good right, is that? So I, I, <laughs> I can't compete with 
with with Facebook and Instagram because people are so fickle that even it was if it was nine cents to download, people would go stuff. Yeah, I'm going to use Facebook. If if it so was that's, if that's it was the reality one, of it. Yeah, if it was one cent, nobody would. If touch it was one it, yeah. cent, people would just go. I'm still not going to use it. I'm still going to use Facebook. So yep. that's that's the the financial model of it. So the only thing in in return for that is you'll have to put up with most for only advertising. Um, and we didn't touch on quickly that one of the key features that separates speed street from current social media is that you have the feature called categories so categories is at the top and it's a scrolling feed so the generic categories we've got now are drag builds and restos bikes four by four street drift f1 rally um so that's what uh really separates speed street from the current uh, platforms um and that's what makes it different and you can either select uh, one or a hundred categories, however many categories people out of the beta test want to want to have on this app. Um, but that's what really separates it from um, Facebook and Instagram. Is that Facebook and Instagram and Facebook group dead, dictate to you every time you open Facebook, they dictate what you want to watch. Yep. Uh, and that's from bots stemming from your previous searches, your previous history. Whereas this, you can go on if you just want to watch um, F trucks or mini trucks, yep. or you just want to watch builds and restos. Just click those, and that's all you're going to watch. So you 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 essentially cater to yourself just by clicking those yeah, buttons. I, yep. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's that's uh, that's what that's why it's it's different, obviously, from the current platforms. And the most sport advertising that you have to put up with in return for a free download will only be specific to those categories. So if you're watching four by four, you would only get advertising from you know ARP, from Kings, from um, you know any other drive supplier if you're um watching uh if you clicked on bikes you might just get advertising from yamaha or moto gp so it's all yeah. relevant it's 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 definitely not going to grow into that um that phase of facebook now where we all dislike where a video comes in oh fuck's sake it's, there's an ad coming up halfway through the video and you see that looming elusive uh, yellow dot yep. and yeah everyone hates it so it's not going to evolve to that it's trying to keep everything in the one place the one-stop shop and keeping it all relevant to the australian motorsport motorsport scene awesome awesome mate i look forward to it yeah thanks for having me on man i'd like to really appreciate having this uh unorthodox friday night chat of getting out there and getting in the community i didn't have to leave my house i didn't have to go how, to a car show i didn't have to get that? out and yeah in the freezing cold in my street street hoodie and trying to approach the people who go oh, what's this guy want so yeah thanks yep. man i really appreciate it no worries man hopefully hopefully we get you a few people and um yeah that'd be great get you get you some some really valuable feedback yes uh yeah like i said might be some free merch um and some uh input into getting you a better app for your most port fix online nice thanks mate thanks man thanks for having me take care well that's it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening in and i hope to have you tune in again next week don't forget to head over and follow Gather Together on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter by searching for Gather Together Podcast. I'd greatly appreciate it if you could share the podcast with a friend and even consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice. I look forward to bringing you more next week, so please have a great week and look after each other.